iconic. For thousands of years, the human voice has been how we communicate. Stories have been spread down from generation to generation. People have become iconic through the stories we have heard about them, through the stories they have exchanged with us, and from those passed down a generation. We are seeing the next generation of icons born right now. Those are the icons of audio born through the new media world. We are seeing a vast transition in media, how we consume it, how it's experienced, and how human beings interact. Some of the most powerful stories and phrases we have heard throughout the ages have come through the human voice. Long before things like television, long before the internet, long before radio, human beings gathered around a fire. They spread a story. They let that story go through generations. The great story, The Iliad, was written by the poet Homer. Now here's the interesting thing most people don't realize about the poet Homer. He was probably actually three people because the story was written first and passed down, passed down to another person who added to it, who passed it down to another person and continued to change that story. We communicate through story and it is what makes us human. And the thing that's really interesting is we've seen how media has changed. Media has become human again. We've seen the way we socially connect. We've seen the way we engage. And as things like Zoom calls, we've seen humanity be removed from so much of our interaction. Your audiences are dying for humanity. Some of the most powerful things delivered to us, whether it's Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream, whether it was Churchill talking about fighting through the land and the air in the Second World War. Those stories came to people at the time they needed them. And here's the interesting thing. I interviewed a musician not long ago on my own podcast. And I asked him, what is the experience of writing a song? This musician was from the famous band The Eagles. And I asked him about writing the song Hotel California. And he said the thing that was most interesting about writing that song wasn't what they put into it, it was what each individual listener took from that song. Because sure, we have an idea behind the content we create and the content we make, but how it's consumed is where the real power comes from it. Because you don't know where someone is in their life or in their journey or in their business when they receive what you tell them. And that's the real power in communication. And that's the real power in being human. So legacy media, what does that mean? That means the cable and satellite programming people have consumed for so long. It's changing drastically. And what do I mean by that? I'm being kind in, in terms of saying it's dying. What I, what, what I should actually say is it's changing. And a lot of the legacy media is struggling to keep up. Why? because media has become so much more consumer-driven. What I mean by that is we look at Netflix. When Netflix decides if they want to continue a series, they take a look at how much was consumed, how long was it consumed, and that's the decision they're making in the content create. It's actually driven by how the consumer uses it.
It's not just a 24-hour news cycle being pushed out there and telling you what you have to watch. They're looking at what the consumer does and how the consumer uses it. That's where new media comes into this. And I want to talk about something called the podcast world, which has developed into something called new media. So the gentleman you see up here that I interviewed last year, his name is Adam Curry. And in the 80s, Adam Curry was famous for being on the MTV video channel. He was one of the first VJs. He's also what's known as the pod father. He's the man that in 2004 invented podcasting. Blogging was a technology by that point in time that had been used for quite a while. It was invented by a gentleman named Dave Weiner. And Dave Weiner's blogging platform, built on something called RSS, a feed you could subscribe to and get content from, was at that point in time a written-only type of communication. Adam, being someone that loved music, that had been in radio, that had been in TV, saw the power in being able to spread audio and share audio with others. So he contacted Dave Weiner and said, Dave, I have an idea. I think we should be putting audio on the blog enclosure so people can subscribe to it. Dave told him he was crazy. And he said people would never consume audio that way. So for a little bit, Adam started showing up in all the places Dave was. And eventually, he said, fine. Just to placate him, we'll try your idea and we'll see what happens. That was the birth of podcasting. Podcasts are an audio file that can be downloaded from a media device, and now the power in it is it can be streamed. But in 2004, which I've been a podcast super fan since, podcasts were downloaded on your computer and uploaded through a software like iTunes or back in the day a Zune, and uploaded to a device like the iPod Classic. You had to be really dedicated in order to want to listen to a podcast. You would download the files on your computer, upload them to a device, and if you listen to a daily podcast, that was a lot of work as a consumer. So in order to actually be a fan of that technology, you had to do a lot of work and be very dedicated. Adam developed a podcast called The Daily Source Code. The podcast was purely for developers, and the purpose of that was to continually update those in the podcast world where audio content was coming from, where it was going, and frankly, what the future of it looked like. In fact, though he's the podfather, Adam didn't even come up with the word podcasting. That came from a British newspaper that looked at this idea and we said, this is something new, this is something different, we need a name for it. Podcasting changed forever with the introduction of the iPhone. Why is that? Well, as I mentioned, with devices like an iPod Classic, I had the 130 gigabyte one with way too much music on it, about 14,000 songs. I've got a problem when it comes to audio consumption, as you can see. But the iPhone changed everything. Because now, you didn't just have to download an audio file, you could stream it and listen to it whenever you wanted. Podcasting became available to the masses, and it became available to everyone. This was a media revolution. So we're looking around 2007, 8, and 9. It became a revolution in how audio was consumed. So who am I? 
My name's Jeremy Slate. I use my middle name purely because my parents named me after an actor, and my first three years online, I couldn't get found. So if you want to get found for your first two names, use your middle name too, it helps. I host, hosted a podcast since 2014 called the Create Your Own Life Show. We've had over four million downloads. I've gotten to talk to many incredible individuals in over 1,100 conversations since that point in time, and I've never missed an episode of, of publishing two days a week. Back in 2016, we had people seeing the success of this podcast and asked for my help. So we started a company and a PR agency called Command Your Brand. And what we really help people to do is to tell their story through the power of audio. Because it is my strong held belief that the next type of influencer is being created through audio. As audio grows and video comes into it, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I was also named the number one podcast to follow by Inc. Magazine. And last year, Podcast Magazine named me to their top 40 under 40. This is not to toot my own horn, but it is to tell you that I do have a pulse on what's happening out there. And I'm excited to share with you today how a brand can benefit the most as an advertiser and as an expert guest, which are two different things we're going to cover today. But I've been a podcast early adopter. Back in my undergrad days, before I did my master's, I was someone consuming podcasts that were audiobooks back in the day. And I've loved this platform, and because of that, that's why I've dedicated my life to talking about it, to spreading the word about it, and to helping other people to use it in the right way. So new media in 2023. New media is the new phrase we've created to talk about podcasts, audio, and video, and things associated with that. It has changed drastically. When I started my podcast in 2014, there were 250,000 podcasts out there. Now, as we talk today, there's somewhere around 3 million. Spotify likes to say there's 3.5 million. Apple Podcasts likes to say there's 3 million. Somewhere around 3 million. Of those 3 million podcasts, only about 18% are active. Active means they produce an episode every two weeks. So what does that mean? As a brand, if you want to take advantage of it, there's not a ton of competition, and you can still be a first into the space, even though it's growing rapidly, consumption is growing rapidly, and the number of shows is growing rapidly. So what we're seeing now is an adoption of more, audio, of more video to the audio platform. When I started my podcast back in 2015, 90% of all content being consumed was in an audio-only type of content. Video has become so much more achievable with better video on your phone, better cameras, and something that's just more accessible to people. So we're seeing a shift the other way now, as we're seeing more podcasts become video. So because of that, we've come up with the phrase new media, not myself, but just the space in general, to describe what that has become. Because it's something different. It's not traditional media. It's not print media. It's something very different. It's a consumer-driven media, which is highly independent and highly different. And it's one of the things I really have to convince people of when I talk to them about it. There really is no governing body, though some have been tried to be created, for the new media and podcast world. It is purely driven by content creators. Gary Vaynerchuk has been famous for saying, 
that every media now has to, every company now has to become a media company. I agree with that statement 100%. And that's what we're seeing now in the new media culture we now live in. If a, a brand wants to survive, if a brand wants to grow, you have to figure out how to embrace content creation and new media and everything you're doing. Whether that be an internal podcast for your staff to keep them engaged, whether that be something to create trust with your, your right clients, whether that be something else to help you create more partnerships or media opportunities. How you create content is going to become a vital part of your business and a vital part of growth. So who's listening? Just to give you an idea, my podcast that I've had for a bunch of years has been downloaded in 195 countries. Podcasts are a global phenomenon. They're being consumed all over the world. They're being consumed in so many different ways, and your consumer is everywhere. They're working. They're in the gym. They're commuting. So as a brand, you have to think, how do I create content for someone that's on the go and someone that's doing something else? So who's listening? This is purely in the US, but there's about 177 million people that have listened to a podcast, um, and this is for the year 2022. We'll get to globally in a second, but this is just purely in the US. Of the US population, that's a huge number. So this is a rapidly growing media, and it's something that is accessible to brands that really want to commit to it. And when I say commit to it, I tell brands if you want to be successful with a podcast, commit to it for 12 months. If you commit to it for two weeks, a month, 90 days, that's not enough time. You have to build an audience, you have to create people that are excited for your content and excited to share your content. The number one way that podcast listeners find a new podcast is through someone else telling them about it or another podcast they listen to. I'll tell you, if you saw my phone and saw the number of podcasts I listen to, you might be a little frightened. The typical podcast listener consumes six different shows a week. I probably consume double or triple that. But I love what I do. This is a new way for you to connect with the people that want to hear your brand. And this study comes from Edison Research. They do a study every year called The Infinite Dial. This doesn't just look at podcasting, but it looks at all sorts of media. In-car media, in-home media, streamed media, podcasting, and many different types of media. So that's in the US. But here's the interesting thing. Though podcasting was initially a US phenomenon, it's actually a very global phenomenon. And of the top 10 countries listening, though it all started in the US, the US is number six. Brazil is actually the top podcast listening country in the world. Which is interesting, because I do get updates every once in a while to tell me my show is doing well in Brazil. This has become a very global phenomenon in how people are consuming media. And in terms of the listener that brands can get from podcasts, they're a very well-educated, very consumer-driven media, and that's what your brand needs. So 66% of podcast listeners have a college degree, a bachelor's degree or higher, and they have an annual income of $75,000 or more. So what that means is you have more people working in startups, working in the C-suite, working in growing businesses that will actually be interested in your products and services. There is a huge audience out there for what you're doing. Now here's another interesting thing about that as well. Apple Podcasts, about two years ago, did a study about how long people consume content. 
The average podcast episode is about 30 minutes, but they found that of that 30 minutes, a listener is consuming 80% of that content. As a brand, think about how much value there is to that. It's not a commercial where they're hearing 60 seconds or 120 if you're lucky. They're sitting with your brand for 20, 30, 40 minutes. There's a podcast I listen to called the Hardcore History Podcast. Those episodes are six hours. I don't know if everybody here is dedicated to six hours, but I definitely am. Podcast listeners are very engaged, and they can spend a lot of time with your brand to not just create familiarity, but also to create comfort with your brand as well. And as I mentioned, in 2000, or 2022, Brazil became the first for podcasts, followed by Sweden and Mexico. And as I mentioned, the U.S. is number six. We talked earlier about how the, the iPhone was a revolution for the podcast world. And that's because 73% of podcast listeners consume podcasts on their phone. They're usually streaming it. I can't tell you the last time I download an episode unless I'm going to be on an airplane. Podcast listeners want the ability to consume what they want, when they want, where they want. And as a brand, you can take advantage of that and get in front of them. The brands that are going to see the future and that are going to grow in the future are going to understand this isn't traditional media, this is something different. And we have to operate differently, and the rules to this new media are still being written. You can help to write those rules by getting involved. So this gentleman here is Joe Rogan. We talked about brands involved in, in podcasting, Spotify being one of them. Two years ago, Spotify did an exclusive deal with Joe Rogan, which is somewhere around $200 million. I believe the exclusive term was somewhere around four years. So for the last five years or so, the Joe Rogan experience has been the number one podcast in the world. Spotify said, okay, we're going to take this and make it an exclusive commitment where you have to come to Spotify in order to get this content. Now, the reason I have these statistics up here next to, next to Joe in order to show you, the average Joe Rogan experience episode gets 11 million listens. And the phrases listens and downloads are used interchangeably. Because as I mentioned, in the old days of podcasting, you used to download them. So the phrase download still gets used. But it means listens. This is the primetime viewing of channels like CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. Sure, if you combine them all, they beat an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. But that is substantially larger than traditional media. And here's the interesting thing about podcasts. There's a lot of decisions a podcast listener has to make in order to actually get to that episode. Number one, what platform am I going to listen on? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. There's so many different ones. Number two, what show am I going to listen to? Number three, will I subscribe to that show? And number four, does this episode matter to me? Because I will tell you, not every episode you produce is going to be listened to by every single person that subscribes to your show. But those listeners are highly engaged in what you're creating and highly want to be involved in what you're doing. And during the pandemic, when it became difficult to get alternatives to the mainstream media, Joe Rogan had some episodes that did as many as 30 million listens. So this new growing media is very accessible to brands. So how can a brand benefit? We're going to go over two different ways that I think brands can really win in the podcast world. Obviously, you could start your own show. We're not going to cover that today. We're going to take a look at 
winning as an advertiser, and also winning as an expert guest. So this gentleman here is Tim Ferriss. Tim is a New York Times best-selling author who's written several books, the first of which was something called The 4-Hour Workweek. And they actually wrote that title from doing some Google research and saying, what are the top trending keywords? The original title for the book, which his publisher turned down, was called Drug Dealing for Fun and Profits. They decided that wasn't the best thing to go with. But Tim got a little bit of writer's block about 10 years ago, and he wanted a new way to connect with his audience. So in the burgeoning podcast world around 2016, he decided to start his own podcast. Since then, and I got these numbers about a week ago, he's had a billion listens to his podcast. His podcast was driven mainly by advertising, and he tried an experiment. He wanted to do a listener-supported model. If you like the show, you donate to the show, or you subscribe to the show for additional content, or just to support the show. Something really strange happened. Tim's inbox started filling up with emails telling him, Tim, where did the ads go? We missed the ads. Could you imagine, as an advertiser, as a brand, someone saying, please play your ads for me? That's different. That's very different. And why is that? Because Tim's listeners saw podcast advertising as a recommendation, as something that came from Tim and had more power than an ad. Why is that? Because podcast hosts are very specific about the products they use. I can tell you myself, I've turned down many advertising relationships because number one, I didn't like the product, number two, I didn't use the product, or number three, I didn't see that my audience would have use in it. Podcasters are very often recommending products they use themselves products and services they have faith in. And that is the real power in this media. I want you to think for a minute, the power in people saying, please advertise your product or service to me. There's a lot of power with that. So why it matters. We're going to talk a little bit about the statistics in the podcast world. 60% of podcast listeners have bought something from a podcast ad. That's substantial. And 69% of respondents, this is once again to a Statistica um, survey, said they increased their awareness of products, brands, and services from a podcast. Because number one, when you're advertising, when you're promoting, when you're running a PR campaign, the number one thing you're doing is awareness and shifting viewpoints. The actual real strategy behind PR is getting someone to buy an idea. And that is the single most powerful sale you can have, is getting someone to have a belief or a thought about you and your brand. 81% of podcast listeners say that the ads on podcasts were more influential on them than TV, radio, or print advertising. So there is a huge opportunity for brands in this medium if you want to get in front of people in the right way. And it is really poised for growth. Um, when I was originally supposed to do this talk in 2020, and I'm grateful to the, this organization for bringing me back, it was called How to Take Advantage of the Billion Dollar Podcast Advertising World. We're rapidly closing in on over $3 billion. 
the space is doubling and tripling every year. And that's in terms of ad spend by advertisers in the podcast world. Now, how to win as an advertiser. This is different than a lot of ad campaigns you've run before. Because you have to locate a podcaster or a host that maybe already uses your products, has an affinity for your products, and they're recommending that product. I listen to a podcast almost every day called the Talkin' Yanks podcast. I'm a huge New York Yankees fan. And the Talkin' Yanks podcast talks about lineups. Right now they're talking about spring training as we're going into the baseball season. And oftentimes, I'm 30, 60, 90 seconds into an ad, which the read is usually several minutes, before I realize I'm listening to an ad. That's the value. It has become extreme native content. It has become part of the show. And as an advertiser, it is really important to locate the right type of audience and the right type of host for your product and service. Joe Rogan, for years, has promoted a product called Athletic Greens. Why? Because Joe used it, reached out to the company, and said, I would love to form a relationship with you. It's the same way with a lot of products that are advertised on podcasts. So if you know someone that does product marketing and can get in front of an influencer, that's a person you want to build a better relationship with because that person can help you get in front of the right people. If you know an influencer that already uses your product or service, then you've already got a foot in the door. If you want to win as an advertiser, you also have to be willing to be looser with the demands you make upon podcasts. I've worked with advertisers before that give me a read and say, okay, this is exactly what I want said. You have 90 seconds to say it or 60 seconds to say it. And if you say something wrong, I'm going to ask for a make good. That's not how the podcast world works. If brands want to win with podcasts, they have to allow hosts to take a little liberty and to make it a part of the story and a part of the structure and a part of the actual conversation that's being had. When they do that, that's when they can win. And you want to work with shows that you can make a long-term relationship with. Because often, people don't make a decision the first time, the second time, the third time. They make a decision with you because they're very familiar with your brand. And they're very familiar with the show it's spoken about on. This, another thing you can, should consider is using a promo code. This has been used in radio for years, right? We want, we want to know what station is it going well on, what part of the country is it going well on. But the promo code is, number one, going to help you see if it converts. But number two, and the more powerful thing, it's going to help you to see that this is actually a decision from a trusted friend. There's a podcast I listen to called the TimCast Podcast. They use the promo code TIM all the time. The Joe Rogan Experience uses the promo code Joe. A listener says, my friend Tim is recommending a product to me, so I need to make sure I use his name. That's a difference. Now, winning is an expert guest. If you go on podcasts as an expert guest, you become the source of education. And not only are people then making a decision off an advertising message, they're making a decision because you made them a more educated consumer. You become the source of information. And as a guest, you have to learn to do things a little bit differently because we're used to TV and radio and other types of experiences where if you get a 10-minute spot, that's a lot. Podcasts, you're 30, 45, sometimes three hours. So you need to show up, offer value, but do have a definitive place to send people 
at the end of your conversation. Brands that learn to do this will build niche celebrity and will create incredible amounts of influence and incredible amounts of growth because you're creating trust with your listener. And another part of it people don't think of, you're creating a huge SEO backlink library. The two main places that people host podcasts out there, the first one is called Libsyn, the second one is called Podbean. Those of you SEO nerds like myself out there will know that both of those have authority scores above 90. So even just having a podcast interview on there with do follow links helps to rank your website. So that's another thing you have to be considering. Brands that understand how to take full advantage of the new media world and take advantage of the podcast world are the ones that will not just win, but they're going to create the future of this new medium and the future of what we consume. So thank you. My name is Jeremy Slate. My company is called Command Your Brand. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media or check out our website. I'm grateful to the AdFest team for having me out here, and I hope I was able to help you with what your brand was looking for today. Thank you.